0: Hi everybody, uh, welcome to a new show. We're starting over here, uh, At this point, we're thinking maybe we'll call it Channel Surfers, but we haven't landed on that for certain yet. Uh, Basically, the idea behind the show is we're going to break down different TV shows episode by episode uh, to sort of highlight uh, people we think are doing interesting things in the medium. And so this first series of episodes is going to cover the first season of Gareth. Evans? I always fuck up Gareth Evans and Gareth Edwards. Uh, uh, same. What's Gareth uh, Evans? Gareth Evans, Gangs of London. Uh,
1: yeah, Gareth Edwards is the Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla? guy. Okay, sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Two Gareth E's. That's one too many, apparently. Apparently. Uh, but as always, I'm Paco.
1: And I'm Jason. Yeah, We're no, the no. counter programmers. Oh, we should see if that's taken maybe that could be our name uh well let's let's uh start this off why um you chose to do gangs of london for us to explore and what what fascinates you about gareth evans as a showrunner and what attracted you to this project specifically well i just think gareth evans is one of the most
0: interesting filmmakers working today uh he just shoots action in a way no other Western filmmaker does. Um, and one of the things I'm going to get kind of nerdy about over the course of the series is just how he shoots it compared to most people and why I think it's more effective and more entertaining to watch uh, as a result. Uh, and he hasn't made a movie in a couple of years. And I was just super curious about the show and, figured the podcast would be a good way to have an excuse to watch it uh what are your thoughts on evans i know you're not as religious about him as i am um. yeah
1: i mean honestly i'm always attracted to any project that you're kind of stoked about because I, i definitely trust your taste and our tastes are really similar and my Gareth Ed- Evans, I was going to say Edwards, <laughs> yeah. or Gareth. My Gareth Evans experience is really just the raid and the raid two. Um, and as much as I really enjoyed the raid two, the first raid movie was like kind of mind blowing. It was everything that I had been looking for in a in a uh, in an action movie because it has this um, game of death feeling where it's like a video game where oh the lead cheese the bad guy is at the top of a building and you watch our hero literally kick ass all the way up the building in a a complete variety of ways that made you feel like you were participating like you were like there Mm. and it's really um it's really rare that you get a filmmaker who shoots action in this way because it's a lot of times super practical and it's a clear, um, wonderful chemistry with, um, you know, stunt choreography and people doing stunt work that's all physical. It's not a whole lot of, like, green screen work. It's really well thought out. Okay, this scene is going to take place here, and this is what I want to communicate to express to the audience that this is part of the story and why we're continuing forward, if that makes sense. And so, like, yeah, him running a show set in London with this kind of, um, nefarious plot of, okay, that the head honcho of a, uh, crime family, the, uh, Finn Wallace is murdered. And now it starts a ripple through his, not only his family, but the people that work for him because he was, I think uh, the, the, I mean, he was the biggest, uh, kind of gangster that led kind of these other, uh, I mean, they, they worked with other people, hence the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he meaning. controlled, uh, like the docs to get things in and out. Mm. So, so, I mean, it's the idea of him t- telling a long form story, uh, mm-hmm. was really attractive to me because he's so, uh, interesting. Um, but have you seen the last couple that he did? Like apostle was one that I saw that he directed in 2018, but I haven't seen that of you. Yeah. That's a, I think I've seen, I believe he has
0: four features. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen all of them. Uh, apostle is a Dan Stevens movie. That's basically an update on the wicker man.
1: Um,
0: I think it's fine. I don't think it plays into his strengths as a filmmaker. And I think it is a little generic. I'd say it's the most disappointing of his movies.
1: Uh, but it's direct to Netflix or one of those weird, like it was a
0: Netflix original. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it's like a interesting, fun horror movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I gave it like a three out of five on Letterboxed. It's it's worth watching, but it's not something I'd ever go back to. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas his three previous films, uh, which all uh, start eco oasis and are uh, based, they're Pencock a movies, uh, like martial arts movies, uh, obviously the raid being the most famous, but, uh, before that he did, uh, Marantau, which is like a crazy low budget action movie. And sometimes I, I think it's the weakest one because there's a lot more plot than action. Uh, but the stunt work is incredible for a movie with such a tiny budget. Uh, the Raid, obviously, I think, is definitely the first or second best action movie of the uh, new millennium. Mm-hmm. I'd say the only thing that comes close is Mad Max: Fury Road. Uh, yeah, and then The Raid Two, I like a lot more than most people. Um, he gets so bogged down in like the mythology of the world he builds that narratively, that movie is kind of overwhelming on a first viewing, uh, but it's also kind of what got me so excited for this show because uh, he's building the world of all these different gangs in the Raid 2 and all these gangs uh, in Gangs of London, where he actually has time to flesh them out on screen, as in compared to a lot of what happened in the Raid 2 was off screen and just kind of in his mind and mm-hmm. the backstory
1: he told his actors.
0: So yeah, I think it's interesting. Um,
1: Well, it also brings like a a grounded level. Like this is a gangster genre, uh, like a crime genre, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, uh, series. And other than this, it's like, I think of Boardwalk Empire where it's really like saturated with, Um, you know spectacle and just beautiful sets and things like that and Mm -hmm. this seemed more of like shooting on location examining the actual characters in a more grounded level that not that I'm because I really enjoy Boardwalk Empire as well Mm -hmm. but the idea that you're telling a different story with multiple complexities of characters um, within like this long form of storytelling is pretty interesting and judging from the first episode I'm completely on board
0: yeah so I guess let's dive into it Uh, yeah we open with Joe Cole uh, who plays Sean Wallace. The... Sean Wallace, yeah. Uh, he's the son of a man we will soon learn has been killed and he is pouring gas on this kid that's being held over the side of a skyscraper and the kid says like I didn't know anything. Like, I just saw these people. Like, Don't kill me. And he's like I don't think I have a choice and burns this poor like teenager
1: alive oh and it's gruesome and beautiful like the way that they shot it is so fucking nuts like it's like the dark knight the finale with heath ledger but to the nth degree of burning someone alive and then having the rope snap and them just falling like it's the perfect way to start the show like i'm on board completely
0: yeah and uh joe cole i actually had to google because i was like I feel like I've seen this guy before and dug him. But... He's not Macklemore. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Who is he? laughs> um, so I've only seen a couple episodes of Peaky Blinders. Mm. Um, I think Peaky Blinders is an interesting show, but I just, it seems dense and it seems like there's a lot there and it, it just seems like it'll be a project when I eventually tackle it. It's but, like
1: Cillian Murphy and like super thick accents and like a, it's like a, a really like concise, like not concise, but like a really uh, a show full of a bunch of characters and subplots and things to like kind of dig into kind of thing. Yeah. It's
0: like historical fiction. Like uh, uh most of the characters are based off real people and it's a Irish gang. I think in London, uh, Sam Neil is the cop trying to take him down. What? Uh, yeah. It, Dude. The show seems really cool. I Dude. just uh, I got like I get distracted because the episodes are like an hour and a half long each or maybe they just feel that way because there's a lot of subplotty stuff. Are they like uh, a
1: BBC show? So they're like long episodes but four? Or whatever. Yeah,
0: there's only four episodes a season uh, and they make a season like every three years.
1: Um, I love the BBC.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And anyways, uh, Joe Cole, I think, plays the younger brother of Cillian Murphy on that show. So I kind of recognized him from there. Uh, He's one of the punks in Green Room. Uh, Whoa. Who is in Green Room? He's the jujitsu guy. Uh, What? Whoa. it's
1: mind-blowing.
0: I totally totally didn't recognize it at first uh and green room is one of my favorite movies of the last decade i think it's the perfect combination of like creepy and artsy and intense it's just unrelenting uh yeah i am in the minority of people i know who prefer it over blue ruin uh which is jeremy salione's earlier revenge film uh but they're both fucking
1: incredible movies I think Green Room is one of the most, it's one of the scariest non-horror movies of all time. Like it's so scary and has a deep kind of earth shattering psychic, like way about it that is just so different. It doesn't like really fetishize the violence as much as like the terror of what you would do in that Mm -hmm. situation, which is, those are my favorite type of movies. Like you're trapped or you're something happens and you have to figure a way out of something. And they do it so well at such a heightened pace and intensity. One of
0: the things I really like about Saul when he's firing on all cylinders is he does kind of deconstructionist revenge movies, Mm. kind of like Chanwalk park, where the point is that it's not fun. It's like the horror of the violence, but at the same time makes these incredibly entertaining films. Yeah. Uh, It's such a, he's an interesting filmmaker and uh i would just recommend anyone who hasn't seen green room to go check it out uh and then uh joe made a prayer before dawn which is an a24 movie that i struggled with i turned it off fairly early uh it's a really cool concept that i don't think was executed very well. It's the true story of a um, British Muay Thai fighter in Thailand who goes to jail for like drug possession and like starts fighting in like Thai jail Muay Thai. And they actually shot it on location in a Thai prison, uh, which is intense. Uh, I just don't think the movie itself really works, but Cole seems to be choosing some pretty cool projects.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was in a, an episode of black mirror too, which I didn't realize was uh, the hang the DJ uh, episode. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how many people uh, you recognize from the cast. Cause the, the cast of gangs of London is pretty diverse and interesting too, with a lot of like kind of veteran actors in it. Yeah. I am surprised. I didn't
0: recognize more. Uh, the mom, uh, marion wallace is the stark mom from game of thrones uh, michelle ferry Fairly. I
1: had no idea
0: yeah she's the only other one i recognized
1: i recognized the uh the other lead uh i think his name is sope Derisu, uh but i could be totally mispronouncing that um was is it, he the one that plays elliot yeah okay like, I've seen him somewhere before and I honestly can't even place him, but I fuck, uh, he was on something that I really enjoyed and it looks like he was in black mirror as well. And nosedive, which I, I think that was the, uh, the Joe Wright episode with, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, where like, it's like everyone has to raid each other. Oh yeah. Jones, um, wrote the, the screenplay, like great fucking episode. Um, and I think he was in that, uh, uh, like in some capacity. Like I remember him in that, um,
0: that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, I've kind of given up on black Mirror over the past few years. So that season was the last one I watched.
1: Really? That was, uh, the, I liked, I don't know. I've liked all of them, but you should, you should keep going, my friend. There's some pretty good ones in there.
0: Yeah. If I want to feel bummed out about life, I'll just like go on Twitter. I don't it's, need to watch a sci fi show about it, you know?
1: That's true. <laughs> well, I was also going to say Finn Wallace is played by um, Cole, Cole Meany, uh, Miles O'Brien, chief officer of, of Star Trek Enterprise, and then later uh, stationed on uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Great actor. He's also in Con Air. So you just, you'd mm-hmm. love to see him. He plays that hot headed asshole. Boss of John Cusack, great actor, but uh, it was great to see him show up here. Uh, you know, albeit for you know one second, but
0: I have a feeling he'll come back. Just you don't hire Meany for five seconds, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like
1: he at, comes back in, like you know, flashbacks.
0: I definitely have watched ahead, so I'm trying not to spoil anything.
1: You son of it. A... <laughs>
0: um, Uh but that's just not the last we've seen a Colmini. Uh so then after the Gangs of London, or maybe it's before the title even comes up, after the kid falls, uh we cut to a week earlier. Uh I really like the transition they did here where they actually physically carved it onto the desk. Mm. uh, I just thought that was a cool little, you know, gritty touch.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And it's a couple of Pikeys, uh, who I only knew of from the movie Snatch. I was not aware mm-hmm. that Pikeys were a real thing. Um, and they get a call or attack. Pikeys, pikeys uh, it's like what Brad Pitt's community was in Snatch. They're kind oh. of like roving people who live in motorhomes and... I'm basing this all off snatch in this episode. So,
1: for all we know, that could be a racial slur that you're
0: saying. <laughs> <sighs> yes, but they use it <laughs> in the episode.
1: Yes, but... <laughs> so,
0: I assume it's not like. Okay. Uh, but they're kind of like nomads and they move their things around and apparently have a pretty bad rep because the only I've re- things I've ever seen them in there, are like con men and like low class trap. Mm. But so these two kids, like their teenagers get a message that like their target is going to be at this building. And they think it's a pedophile. Um, a pedo. A pedo. Uh, <laughs> and one of them goes up, to wait and ambush him while the driver stays at the car and uh starts getting harassed by a bunch of kids like
1: so fucking tense
0: yeah it's uh just you know that feeling of being in a rough neighborhood and just having a bunch of kids come
1: up and fuck with you like bright red car no less yeah it It's it's so suspicious and like that's where this world feels lived in like even as he's going through the building like it's it just looks like such a fly on the wall view of this world that's like beautifully shot which the first episode is directed by gareth evans uh before later some other uh folks uh come and join the the play but like the way that this one is shot is just like you said like super gritty lived in and realistic to the point where it's it's not far-fetched like some of Uh, You know other crime dramas can be It doesn't feel as cinematic As like spectacle wise As Mm -hmm. it is like I don't know like
0: And I do want to say this is shot by Matt Flannery Who has shot like all of Evan's movies Um, So they've been working together for like a decade Um, But yeah it does Have just this lived in atmosphere And we should say now that it's like In Armenian neighborhood uh, Mm -hmm. Because that comes up later but then this limo pulls up. The kids all get scared off and run away. And the driver, I think it was Owen, right? Is that how you say it? Owen? I fucking, yeah, it's I like can't. Welsh or something. I don't have yeah. enough
1: teeth in my mouth to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, edit, editor's note. Can we look that up and see if that's going to be offensive? fuck it it's the welsh
0: (laughs) well shit (laughs) uh anyways he sees that it's called out of the car and he's like oh shit oh shit and tries to call Brian. fuck yeah here in our neighborhood (laughs) tries to call zach who i believe is the other pikey's name and there's no answer no answer and meanwhile, the driver sees this sketchy looking kid in a bright red car and comes over and is like, hey, what's going on? Like, what are you doing here? And the kid is like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for my girlfriend. And then it's at this point, uh, Zach shoots Miles O'Brien uh, through the, through the, the yeah
1: eye
0: hole. Yep. Comes out and realizes who he shot. Like, this is not some random pedo. This is... Finn Wallace, who's like legendary status gangster. And he's like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Uh Wallace has a bag of money in his hand. And uh so Zach tries to grab it, and Wallace isn't dead yet. Like he does this like weird, like gasping lunge, and yeah. uh he shoots again. Meanwhile, uh Owen is with the uh driver outside who hears the shots and uh, just slams the car into this driver uh and beats the hell out of him then they get in the car and that's basically more or less the end of that scene then we get into the uh the table setting of who the main gangs of london are gonna be Mm -hmm. uh we've got joe playing sean who we've talked about before um not macklemore not macklemore uh and we see his brother briefly yeah um billy wallace uh played by brian who seems just like it seems like they're kind of going for like a godfather kind of deal like
1: there's a hierarchy
0: well and sean's like the hothead uh brian is that his name uh billy uh seems like the fuck up yeah and later on when the funeral starts we'll see uh that they have a sister who wants nothing to do with the family so that's kind of like the michael so you've got the fredo the Sonny, and the michael Uh, but don't
1: you have the mom who's like putting her son's belt on him in a way that's sort of creepy
0: if there's some weird like oedipal shit uh, yeah. with that yeah but she definitely seems to maybe be pulling more of the strings behind everything I mean
1: I, I felt seen because it's like I didn't feel alone for all these years that it wasn't just my mom doing that <laughs> yeah you mean so your mom doesn't dress either took, day sometimes she took my shirt in though <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: as long as she wasn't doing the Rudy tuck,
1: <laughs> copyright Rudy tuck. <took>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um, yeah. So it, we're introduced to all of the main players and kind of getting this around the table read of everyone's kind of motives, mm-hmm. where they are, and their kind of sympathies with the situation. Because I think they're talking to uh, what's that guy's name? Who's the like second in command who gives that like rousing speech? He kind of run. They've known each other for like you know forty years or whatever.
0: The I kind of view him as the uh, Duval of yeah uh, he's like the capo uh yeah it is ed uh Dumani. Mm. and so he's kind of running the meeting well the wallaces are getting ready and it's basically like you know everything more or less is going to go as normal like please tell us anything you know uh and we sort of get to see the various gangs he does say the armenians aren't there but we meet Sort of. We don't really get much time with any of them. The various heads of the other gangs that I'm sure we'll get to know more about in the coming weeks. And his brother, or I mean, his son is also there, seems to be kind of like Sean's best friend, maybe. Over the course of the episode, we'll see where Sean's the hothead. This guy is kind of analytical and trying to do things professionally. So I don't know if he works more for Ed, his dad, or more for Sean. It's not really clear yet. But yeah, it's basically everything's going to be the way it was. And then Sean comes in and says, uh, no, it's not. I'm shutting everything down until we find out who killed my dad.
1: Yeah.
0: And all the various gangsters get really pissed off because they can't get any money or do any trade if the docks are shut. And so there's some drama there that's going to uh, be a big deal. But it all kind of, like, it's a good introduction, but it also does kind of feel like table setting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not particularly exciting, but yeah. it gives us a bit
1: of a feel for everybody. Um, and, like, the power of the Wallace family, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that kind of, like, demonstrated a bunch of stuff in, in that regard. That they, they really, like, everything has to go through them. So, really, they have a huge role in the game.
0: Mm-hmm and through the course of the episode we do get little glimpses of like the other gangs and basically they all say something along the lines of like sean is gonna like set the city on fire Mm -hmm. like he's not well liked uh but right now he has the power and then i think
1: is this when we're introduced to elliot
0: we are introduced to elliot here uh And I do want to point out the shot that we're introduced to him with is uh, reused. I think it was first used on Morantau. They, uh, Evans and his cinematographer really like to use a shot where a character is on the ground and gets up uh, with a jib so that there's this big, wide-sweeping motion as the character's getting up. Uh, In Morantau, they used it in a fight scene, like when you think he's beaten here, it's a little less dramatic. Uh, Elliot is just digging some cash out of a uh, hidden spot and uh, then getting back up. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's a really dynamic, interesting shot. And I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: And then uh, you see Elliot kind of like hanging around, trying to, uh, trying to become a bigger part of the Wallace organization. He's like a complete nobody. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes to this bar across the street from the funeral uh, and meets his kind of boss, I guess. I don't know what else you'd call him. Jim, who's played by David Bradley, which uh, he's actually, I take back what I said earlier, because I know David Bradley. He's in tons of stuff. Uh, he's Walter Frey in game of Thrones. Uh, yes.
1: Okay, that's who I knew him as, too.
0: Uh, he's in the Harry Potter movies. Is um, so
1: keeper the or, whatever, or the
0: janitor? Filch? I don't know who that is. Um, More of a function, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I could have sworn he was in Broadchurch, but I'm not... Yeah, he is. Uh, he's in the first season of Broadchurch as the creepy guy that everybody thinks is a pedo. A um, pedo. Yeah. Um so uh you get this dynamic that he's been working for the Wallaces for like 20 years and Elliot's trying to break in but the organization is big enough that Jim's been working for the Wallaces for 20 years and never met Finn Wallace. Mm-hmm. So this is like a hard group to cut your teeth with. Um And then at the same time, the uh, funeral's going on, and we're sort of seeing some of the other characters. Like, uh, this is when the Armenian gang shows up because they were not invited to the meeting because the killing happened on their turf. Uh, And the Armenian guy, uh, Jevin, uh, tries to shake Sean's hand, and Sean won't shake it. It's kind of like the Armenians are saying who would be dumb enough to kill the biggest boss in London on their own turf, but they're still considered the suspect number one by everybody. And after Sean storms off, Jevin says like that guy is something that boy would watch the whole city burn something along those lines. Like he's got a bad vibe about Sean uh, just like everybody else. It's, like, mostly play setting, but still, but it's kind of interesting.
1: in uh, character, too, like, that speech that his right-hand man gave was actually, like, really a beautiful monologue. And it sort of made you know them more, like, family dynamics or, like, who he was other than the person who got shot, you know? Like, yeah way to like build some of that uh those characters up that they were that he was a loved man by you know his family like in a way that's different from like oh you're my family it's it's more of like oh that's my dad or
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he talks about how like the discrimination both black people and irish people were experiencing uh when they met and how they worked together
1: um which yeah is like a nice sweet moment so everyone like leaves uh pretty pumped and like kind of on the prowl for whoever you know any leads for who killed uh Finn Wallace right?
0: So uh, there's a cop who meets with
1: Ed's son. Which did we talk about the bar fight after Elliot meets Jim? Because that was some.
0: We're we're almost there.
1: Okay. Because uh, right. it's cutting
0: back. back and forth. Okay. okay. Uh, so this cop gives a note to alex edson and says like it's the uh footage from uh the night in question so they're looking it over on his phone and elliot's back he could kind of leaves the bar in a huff because he was talking shit and he comes over and he's like oh those are like those guys are in the bar like i know him that's uh besmir that's besmir and so alex is like all right guys go like be low-key follow them like carefully. Don't give yourselves away. And as soon as he's out of sight the main lieutenant's like fuck that. We're going to go in and beat the hell out of all of them. Then we get this pretty rad bar fight. Like all the other stuff is fine and dandy but I'm watching this show because of how Evans shoots fight choreography. And it's yeah, it's so well done. It just it makes me so happy
1: (laughs) it's like the way that he looks at a space like there have been many bar fight scenes including roadhouse Mm -hmm. and especially roadhouse but what's that other steven seagal one with the bar fight scene that like you you i think it's an
0: out for justice uh that (laughs) scene's pretty red where he beats people up with like a pool ball and uh and then like hey pool cues.
1: yeah god But, uh, like, the way that, like, you can, okay, bar fight scene on paper versus how they Mm -hmm. shoot it, like, the way that he examines the structure of that bar and, like, what you could do with some of the objects, like an ashtray to the face Mm -hmm. or, like, a corkscrew, you know, he uses a corkscrew as almost like a uh, brass knuckle. I mean, it's so, like, insane what they're able to do, like, Mm stunt-wise and, like, how they can cleverly use the camera to their advantage to like have a one take of just mayhem while hiding some of the like tricks. Yeah. uh, One of the main things he does is he'll
0: shoot like pretty wide. So you can tell it's the actors doing it uh, and not Mm -hmm. stunt performers. Uh, And one of the other things he does uh, in the Western style of shooting action you have everything choreographed and you shoot it from different angles. uh, And then you sort of cut it together in the editing room, like how they'd shoot anything else. But uh, in the Hong Kong style of shooting action, what they do is they storyboard every shot. uh, So they do the choreography ahead of time and know what it's going to be. And that way they are able to kind of break continuity in a way that you couldn't do on set if you hadn't storyboarded it and know how it would cut together. Like, th- one of the things... I don't honestly completely understand how it works. Uh, Evans was talking about it on Scott Adkins' uh, YouTube show um, where he or er, interviews various action directors. Um, but mm-hmm. the basic idea is Evans is able to get more unique shots because he doesn't have to shoot for coverage in a way that a lot of filmmakers would. Uh, And then one of my favorite things about Evans that I think makes him so unique is he views each fight, both as a dramatic scene with uh, the arc of dramatic structure, you know, where it builds over time and then sort of comes down but with obstacles mm-hmm. in the way, but he also views each fight scene like a joke construction. And he talks mm-hmm. about putting punch lines in the action. So, uh, for instance, early in the fight, there's a guy uh, attacking him and Elliot turns around the bar and breaks the guy's leg around the bar. Uh, Dude, it's yeah. these little moments of brutality that, uh, Evans calls punchlines because when you're in the theater, the whole audience goes,
1: Oh, like they would laugh at a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, And just but like certain, like it's also realistic. Like it really doesn't, it's not completely over the top that it doesn't feel like that could happen. If you know, it's, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, really it's not like wire
0: food. It's definitely more grounded. And one of the interesting things in this show, because everything Evans has done before has been with masters of Pencox a lot, like excellent martial artists and Elliot fights like a street brawler. Like he fights like he's mm-hmm. been a boxer and done some MMA and the choreography reflects yeah. that. And it's, it's not as balletic. It's a lot more just like brute force, but it's, kind of
1: hard, yeah, you know? it's,
0: it's efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, he grabs the dart from the bar and stabs like six different people with this fucking dart. Dude. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Like a wood yeah. Breaker. It's wide enough that you can see where everything's going. So you can be impressed by the choreography. Uh, and
1: do you also see the brutality more? God, it's so hard. To and like The floor is like him, like dragging that guy's face down the wall. Like as he's yeah. walking, and it's showing a blood streak there's all these like little touches the punch that like holy yeah. shit yeah they're they're so like they're so interesting and that 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 should be said that like you know this is a show that kind of demands your attention in terms of a, it's such a visual delight mm-hmm. that a lot of what is being communicated is expressed visually like it's not something to kind of put on in the background like it's immersive it's like it's such a living breathing story too and you you feel the heightened tension of like what's going on after you know at ground zero of this major event in this major crime mm-hmm. family like it gets you in the moment so like this fight scene is like super intense uh you know even even further heightened by the context of you know what's going on yeah
0: it's challenging to talk about how interesting step-by-step the fight sequences are without being able to show it to the audience um Mm -hmm. because it's such a completely visual thing so Mm -hmm. i might make youtube uh videos to go along with this uh we'll see
1: as long as your shirt's off (laughs) i don't think
0: i'll be on camera so
1: uh well we'll we'll have to talk about this yeah <laughs> um but then um yeah which the uh he goes back to the bar for that fight because he has a disagreement with the dude earlier like the guy it was one of the Albanians it's, it's
0: the guy it turns out they're looking yeah. for he'd been talking shit to minutes yeah.
1: before and so like he ran into wallace's folks who were you know on the prowl for like any leads or whatever and they had gotten like tape of like a sus- like someone leaving in yeah a the cop or something gave them like. that tape uh yeah and... so hence when elliot finds them he's like hey check this out and like you know convinces them to trust him that he mm-hmm. saw those guys you know in the bar yep and then uh so it's not just like a daredevil like he, him going by himself. There's a bunch of mayhem all around him but it's like you're really following him amongst all this chaos. Yeah,
0: because he's looking for Besmir. Um yeah. And then after he slides the guy's skull across the wall he sees Besmir, uh jump like it's in a courtyard and he jumps to like a lower courtyard and it looks very painful. Uh, and Besmer's is just laying there and elliot uses like pipes to climb down uh, sort of parkour style and there's a little bit of a fight there but not much of one because Desmere probably just broke both his legs uh yeah. and he basically wins and is like all right take me to him
1: uh, take me to the driver and that's the end of the episode well, I mean, because a bunch of people show up and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, like what's going to happen? And then the episode ends. Yeah. Man, such a good episode. I'm so stoked to see where this goes. I kind of hope there's an alien component to it, that there's like a sci fi twist. Fuck yeah, that'd be rad. Pretty dope, but who knows? Yeah.
0: Um, I'm definitely in to see where it goes next. Uh, it's
1: all around a pretty great pilot. Uh, and if you want to watch it as well it's available on AMC plus which is an app like I have it through Amazon yeah
0: Um, and the first episode's free to watch on Amazon as well
1: oh sweet you should you should totally check out at least this episode because if it doesn't draw you in you're you're a wild thing yeah
0: (laughs) so uh we're fucking stoked on gangs and we will talk to you about the next episode next week
1: laters